Welcome to Haunted Hospitality, Southern Stories Told by Spooky Gingers. I'm Robin. And I'm Zoe, and I have a story for you today. But Robin, first, how's life? Oh, it's good. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. Um, I am currently in your apartment, as you know. Yeah. And in last episode, we just talked about how it might be haunted. Yeah. And so my current state of being in life is just looking around at all the different dark rooms that have the doors open and being like, hmm, what was that? See, the funny thing is my apartment's not usually this dark Mm -hmm. because right now it's stormy, so Mm -hmm. it's dark outside. And also, I don't know if you noticed, but my lights are off. Those usually stay on 24-7, the twinkle lights around the columns. Oh, she has twinkle lights. I do have twinkle lights, but um, half of them died, <laughs> so I need to get new bulbs. Dun, 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 dun. It's because I left them on for 24-7 through, no, like... No, it's the ghost. Oh. I'm sure it's the ghost. Over four months? It's the ghost. Okay. They're fickle. Okay. But yeah, yeah, a lot of the bulbs are missing, and then there was, like, I could handle it when there was, like, one or two here and there, mm-hmm. but when it was literally an entire, like, three feet of them wrapped <laughs> that were gone, I was like, no, that just looks ugly. So I turned them off. Gotcha. Yeah. So now it all looks ugly. So now it's so much darker in my... Oh, also, I tried to freak Kari out, and I turned off the lamp with my phone, and I never turned it back on. You're just haunting yourself. Yes. <laughs> so how's your life? Um, well, uh, I'm good. I'm just living life, you know? I don't really have an update. The only update I had was in the previous episode. Yeah, to be honest, my update was just your life. Yeah. So. Okay. All right, so uh, moving on. Real quick, before we get into our Something Southern, mm-hmm. I want to give a shout out to a cool podcast called Historable. Okay. Yes. Uh, it is... Two people talking to each other about history, okay. which is, like, one of my favorite subjects. And if you've listened to quite a few of our episodes, I think it's probably one of your favorite subjects, too. Because, <laughs> like, we sneak a lot of history in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't retain any of it, but yes, we do. I'm a still trap. I've learned a lot about culture throughout different years in the South, and I can't wait to be learning more because I try to sneak history into almost everything I do. Okay. Yeah, fun fact. Uh-huh. But Historable is really cool. Their description is funny and easily digestible history lessons for the average human. Okay. And maybe I do need to listen to them. I, you would. You yeah. would. You really like it because <laughs> they make it, they pull out like really interesting things. Uh, I really like that. So I've listened to a couple of their episodes. One is on Marie Curie. Okay. And I really like I her. I like her. Yeah. She's cool. She's a badass. She is. And they really like delved into her personality they like did the big moments of her life they did the accomplishments i listened to it on the drive home from like greenville and at some point i was tearing up because i was like what if they had gave me a radiology institute and i created i discovered radium you know and i just got science emotional okay yeah and then they talked about henry the eighth and i did not get emotional about him okay It was a very good episode right. a- about a guy who sucks. <laughs> right. And I yeah. was like, yeah, Henry, stop killing your wives. <laughs> you know that Henry always killing his wives. Yes, but highly recommend both episodes. Highly recommend them. I think you'll like them. But yes, yeah, so our Something Southern. Yeah. Um, this was Robin's request. We 
are doing hot takes again. So if you haven't listened to the other episode where we did it, I don't know which one you'll find it. But (laughs) (laughs) we um, previously decided because we're famously hot South Carolina. Mm -hmm. uh, South is hot. So we're doing hot takes. And it's really hot lately, y'all. Yeah. It's been in the 90s, but with the humidity, it feels like it's in the 110s. I'm just drowning. Yeah. But, so, Robin, would you like to share your hot take? I will. I would. I do. Okay. It has to do with scary movies. Okay. Jump scares Uh are lazy. For the most part. Okay. I feel like you get two good jump scares in in a movie. Ideally one, Mm -hmm. but you have the option for two. And then after that, boy, you just got to make it creepy through cinematography, through story, 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 mm-hmm. characters. And like, I have to feel creeped out. I don't need to jump out of my skin every second. So, I would disagree with you because the okay. only time... This is a hot take, so yes. you can do that. Yeah. The Tell only, me your cold take. <laughs> the only time in horror movies where I'm genuinely scared is because I'm afraid of a jump scare. Like, all those suspenseful moments mm-hmm. and all of that... I'm afraid of a jump scare. If I knew, if I could sit there and I knew 100% of the time that there was not going to be a jump scare, like, I'm 100% confident that there's not a jump scare, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be nearly as scared as I usually am watching movies. That makes sense. Yeah. That does make sense. So you're wrong. No, I'm kidding. But I understand where you come from. A lot of people, I don't know if it's exactly the hottest. No, I'm kidding. Okay, listen, I don't have to, like, come up with a take that nobody agrees with, because then I'm, like, a jerk. Yeah. (laughs) But that is my... Hot take. It's warm. Warm take. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my hot take is um, something I think a lot of people will agree with, too. What's your hot take? Well, you know, I always struggle with these, because I'm non-confrontational. Guys, the draft of a hot take she was thinking about was so funny. What was it again? Oh, yeah, a woman needs pockets. That's not a hot take. (laughs) But anyway, um, so my hot take is I would rather be friends with a cat person over a dog person any day. Really? Yes. Why? I feel like dog people are go-getters, high energy, you know, like... Yeah, and, like, ooh, kind of people. Yeah, screw those go-getters. I know, and I just... No, I'm kidding, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I love some good go-getters, right? Mm -hmm. I love, like, there's some people special to me that I love, and they're definitely dog people. But cat people, they're just so chill, and they can see the beauty in small things, including a little chunky furry baby, and... I feel like I just vibe on a certain wavelength with cat people mm-hmm. that I would never vibe with a dog person. Never. Never. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I gotta let you know, I don't, I, I feel like I'm an equal opportunity okay. pet person. When I got Remy. Right. I'm very happy to have gotten Remy. But if it would have fit into my life mm-hmm. to have gotten a dog instead without having ever met Remy. Right. I probably would have loved to have gotten a dog. Okay. So I see dogs like kids. Uh-huh. You know? They're cute. I, I'll pet one. I won't pet a kid. But, like, I'll play with a kid, right? If the kid exists in my general vicinity. Okay. 
don't think I'll ever want one. Okay. Yeah. There's just so much more work than a cat. I well, I mean, I I would agree with you before I met my cat. <laughs> She's just has so many emotional issues that we gotta go through all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Probably special. She just has a lot of feelings. She does. And just terrified, genuinely. Yeah, she she's... You scared her. And she'd seen you before, actually. Yeah, yeah. Remy... <laughs> she stares at me a lot from a distance. <laughs> she does. <laughs> there was one time I was freaking out because I could not find her. And I'm like, oh my god, I left the door open. Zoe was pet sitting for me. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I, I lost I lost Robin's cat. What am I going to do? <laughs> Robin's going to hate me. And this was before the podcast, so. Um, <laughs> but then I was like freaking out. I was like, Remy, Remy. And I was shaking her food bowl and I was just like, Remy. And then I just see two little eyes staring at me from behind the bookshelf. Oh, and I'm yeah. just like, and then there was one time where I came in and I couldn't find her and she was in your closet. And then I opened yeah. the door and she like darted out and hid somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. But then there was one time where I, the first time I walked in, she came up to me and meowed. I think she w- thought she, I was you. She totally thought you were me. Yeah. And then she looked up at me and she was like. <laughs> <laughs> and she left. <laughs> I just love that story. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I really wanted her to be a people person. She's and that not. just didn't happen. No. Yeah. No. <sighs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> so that rolls us into our first. I'm so excited. College. Yeah. First college spooky time. Yeah. So if you missed the announcement at the end of last episode. Because you fast forward, you rudos. That's fine. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> fine. I do it too. <laughs> Through the entire month of August, our sole goal. <laughs> Is to scare the crap out of Southern College students. Yes. So uh, this entire month, we're going to be telling ghost college stories. Paranormal college stories. Paranormal college stories. Yes. Yeah. And we're going to have different formats than usuals. Ex- than usuals. I did this mistake. Yes. Except for today. Except for today. Mm-hmm. Because we wanted to keep it balanced. Because mm-hmm. Robin just recorded her story on the Phantom Barber um, which is true crime, despite the fact that it does sound like it's a ghost story. It's like, a, a, it's true crime that you kind of don't want to be true crime. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, today, Robin. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, I know you and I previously had a conversation about this, but I suck at geography, as you understand. Is Alabama the state that you hate? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, before I'm, like, called out and vindicated stuff, I would like to specify I don't hate Alabama. I don't hate Alabama. I have had a very negative, and this is my perceived... Attitude about No. I, okay, I have had one negative experience in Alabama, Uh and it was my only experience in Alabama. Uh And I'm just going to share it all for the podcast, for the world. Uh Uh-huh. I was 11 years old. I have spent one night in Alabama in my entire life. Uh-huh. It was December 28th, 2008. Uh-huh. It was the... N- night that I got my period for the first ever time. Wow, okay. And I'm like, that happened the one time I was in Alabama. <laughs> so, I don't hate Alabama, but 
by default, you by, do. By that just being the only experience I had there, it's not my favorite state. <laughs> but yes, so we talked about Robin being the first person to have an Alabama story. Yeah, we did. We did, but then I... Was, I didn't know you would call me out. <laughs> <laughs> I found a list of the 10 most haunted colleges. The only southern ones on there were Florida, which I just did a Florida one. And there were, like, three in Alabama. So okay. I'm doing the story uh, in Alabama. So what university? It's called the Huntingdon College. Cool. And let me get you a little history. But first, I do want to do a content warning. Suicide. Okay. So um, also self-harm. Okay. So just letting you guys know if that's something... St- that's touchy. I will announce it before I get to it as well. Mm-hmm. So if you want to either not listen to this episode, completely understand, or if you want to skip forward when I announce it, then you're more than welcome to do it. Mm-hmm. All right. So like I said, this is Huntingdon College. Huntington College, Huntingdon College is currently in Montgomery, Alabama. However, it did not start out there. It was originally um, founded in 1854 as a women's college. And it was originally called the Tus- Tuskegee? Tuskegee. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay, the Tuskegee fe- Female College. <laughs> and because it was in Tuskegee. Tuskegee. Sure. <laughs> Alabama. So the idea was that it would be a teaching college and not a research college. In 1872, they renamed it to the Alabama Conference Female College. And then uh, during the Civil War, there was a lot of things going on and they weren't able to rebuild because war happened. And so they moved to Montgomery. In 1908, they purchased 58 acres of land on what was then the outskirts of town, but, like, you build a college and town's gonna erupt around it, you know? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, fun fact, the landscaping was designed by Frederick Olmsted. Ooh, him! Yeah! We, um, have not heard his name before, but we do know what he's worked on, because he's a landscaper, right? Mm -hmm. He created, or he designed Central Park, (gasps) as in New York, right? Whoa. And he designed the Biltmore Estate. Oh, I thought you were going to go in a different direction, but wow. What direction did you think? There's only the one horseshoe. direction. Sorry. Oh, the horseshoe. No, that's not really a work of art as far as landscaping is concerned. Yeah, it's pretty. But yeah, the, the Biltmore is a work of art. Yeah. Undisputably. Undisputably. So yes, so we're just rolling back in. I was thinking that he was the forester that Biltmore or Vanderbilt had an issue with, but that his last name was Schneck. Uh, that would have been great, though. That would have been hilarious. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. I was reading the wiki article and I was like, <gasps> but, but no. it wasn't. No. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. So yes. we're in Montgomery. We're on the outskirts of Montgomery. Yes. So they renamed it the Women's College of Alabama. Okay. Makes sense, right? It does. And they moved everything, records, all the records, all their equipment, their furniture, their lab chemicals, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, over to what was called Hamner Hall at the new property on August 24th in 1909. Okay. 
that night, <gasps> the building burned to the ground oh. and destroyed all of the records of the first 50 years of the college. Yeah. That night? That night. The night they moved everything in, it just burned to the ground and destroyed everything. Suspicious. Very suspicious. <laughs> okay. So, even though it is a very southern college, because Sweet Home Alabama, um, <laughs> <laughs> they took the architecture from, like, Oxford... Harvard, Cambridge, you know. I'm sorry, did you say Oxford and Cambridge? Yeah. Cambridge, Oxford. Oxford and Cambridge. It's Oxford and Cambridge. <laughs> okay. But um so <laughs> the school sorry. the school isn't southern in a southern style. The architecture is very um gothic. Ooh. And I don't mean like emo babes, I mean gothic <laughs> like the goths. So after World War One, the college opened up to male students, and the first male graduated in 1934, and they suddenly realized, oh, wait, this is called the Women's College. So they had to <laughs> they change the it name. Afterward? Okay, love uh, it. Love after, it. So the first male student graduated in 1934, and in 1935, they named it to Huntingdon College after Selena, the Countess of Huntingdon. Because um, this college is Methodist, and sh- supposedly she was, like, some very rich royal Methodist person. Okay. Yeah. So, in 2014, it was considered one of the fastest growing colleges in America. Uh, the campus is on the National Register of Historic Places. And the school is the Huntington Hawks, right? And their motto is, enter to grow in wisdom go forth to apply wisdom and service. Yeah, that's the goal of a college. Yeah. I, I just think that motto is very literal. That's funny. But yeah, so that's the history of the college, mm-hmm. in case you were curious. So there are two, one, eh. So there's a main ghost called the Red Lady. However, there is a secondary ghost that's also called the Red Lady, and I'll explain it in a minute. And then there is Frank, the library ghost. And then I have a couple of just descriptions at the end of a couple extra boys, you know, extra ghosts. And that's okay. boys, B-O-I-S. So <laughs> the first red lady. And okay, I just have to say, I love the timey-wimey stuff going on here. Okay. okay. So the first red lady, she appeared when the college was still in Tuskegee. I'm sorry, I did that on purpose. I can just tell. To That's why I'm face. not talking about it. <laughs> um, in the late 1800s, so prior to all the records being destroyed, okay, she was a young woman, and she wore a red dress, and she carried a red parasol. Was she alive at this point? No. She- okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> she also emanated a red glow. So she's just very red. Very red. Okay. It's called the Red Lady for a reason. I'm getting that. Yeah. So she appeared in Sky Alley, which is the top floor of the dorm. Just keep that in mind for I later. Love me a, go- a, a gorm ghost, a dorm ghost. Yes. Yes. So she walked up and down the halls of Sky Alley one night. She appeared at 10 p.m. just after lights out. She walked down the halls, 
staring straight ahead, not making a single noise except for the tapping of her heels on the floor. The ladies who were staying in the dorm were like, what the heck? Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And so they all got into the same room and they moved a wash basin, ooh, wash basin in front of the door to block it because they were scared of this lady, right? I love the banding together that's happening. Yes. I mean, they were freaking out. Like, one of them passed out. Oh. Like, oh, oh. Yeah. Because, you know, back in ye old days, whenever a lady grew faint, she had to f- pass out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because women are the weaker sex. <gasps> and also wearing extremely tight corsets. Shh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they still heard her walking through the halls. And so she left the dorm and they watched her outside. She walked out the dorm and there were these sets of this gate that you would have to go through to get to the dorm. And she just clack, clack, clacked out the gate and disappeared. And then she was never seen again. And she, like, nobody knew her origin. She, nobody knew who she was. They didn't know anything about her. She just appeared one day and then left. And the students were scarred after this. Like, there's one girl who wouldn't go to bed without a candle beside her at all times. Like, yeah. So the students were freaked out about this. Can you imagine walking around in the dark at night knowing that there's, like, no light bulbs or anything? You just have to, you hope your candle works and then you're like, what is flickering? No wonder people were freaked out. I mean, I guess people were freaked out all the time. I would have been freaked out all the time. Very much so. Yes. So, I believe timey-wimey stuff happened okay. that that red lady was the red lady i'm about to tell you but before she even died so i think it was forewarning her appearance oh shoot oh i just got chills yes especially since the red lady i'm about to tell you about mm-hmm. her grandmother went to huntingdon college back when it was still in Tuskegee. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yes. I think it was her grandmother that was there at the time. You think her grandmother saw her future granddaughter? Ghost. Oh. Yes. So, there's, like, a relationship tie. It's there There's is. a reason for her to be there. Yeah. Yes. So, as I go into the red lady number two, or... The soul lo- red lady, as is my theory. Mm-hmm. I just want to vent my frustrations real quick. Mm-hmm. So I read the wiki articles. I always start with wiki, right? Because they link to other things. And then you can go to those other things and read more, right? Mm-hmm. So this entire wiki article was linking back to this one chapter in a book called 13, Go- or 13 Alabama Ghosts and Jeffrey. Okay. Great book. I think I only read one chapter, this chapter. Okay. They kept linking back to it. So I'm like, oh my God, this has to have like so much information. So what I'm going to do after reading this wiki article and taking all the notes, I'm going to buy this book and read that chapter of it. And I'll be able to use the other 13 or the other 12 ghosts, you know? (sighs) I went into the book after I had purchased it with my own money for eleven ninety nine. Okay. Eleven ninety nine. Eleven ninety nine for an ebook. Mm-hmm. Okay. I went to the chapter about the red lady and I found out that the wiki article literally just copied and pasted the book. 
Which, first of all, copyright infringement. Yeah, yeah. Big time. Like, big time. literally, it, they just copied and pasted it and then put subsections into it. And second of all, you made me waste my money. I mean, <laughs> I was able to get a couple extra details out of the first red lady. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, frustrations vented. Anyway. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Thank you. So, the second or sole red lady. A student named Martha, or Margaret, we're going to call her Martha, attended the school when it was still an all-girls school, but it was in Montgomery. She had lived in New York previously, however, her father and her grandmother were from Alabama. And her father passed away, and in his will, he's like, hey daughter, I'm going to leave you this large fortune, but only if you go to the same college as my my mother, your grandmother. So she's like... I don't wanna, but that's a lot of money, and I know my dad loved this school, so I'm gonna go. She shows up for the first day on campus, dressed in all red, with a red parasol. All of her beddings were red. She had red curtains. She had red knickknacks. She had a red Turkish prayer rug. Like, everything was red. She was also very shy. So she didn't really want to make friends, especially since she knew that she was just going to go back to New York when she was done anyways. And unfortunately, it led to the other students kind of thinking she was like prudish and snobbish when really it was just she was shy, you know? Yeah. And they would come. It didn't really help that they would come to Google at her room and ask her why she was obsessed with red And she just kind of felt like a sideshow freak, you know, Mm -hmm. where everyone was coming and just staring at her. And so it didn't really do a good first impression for her. So she mostly kept to herself. Uh, She would sit to herself during lunch periods and um, she wouldn't really interact with anyone. And for some reason, this upset her roommate by a lot. I guess her roommate had this idea that oh, I'm going to be best friends with my roommate and all that. But when Martha wasn't interacting with her at all, it just upset her. So she went to the house lady and she was like, please let me move, right? Please, please, please let me move. And so the house lady's like, okay, I'll let you move out and we'll put another girl in there. This hurt Martha deeply. And she became even, like, imagine you're roomed with someone and they're like, ugh, I hate that girl so much. Please move me, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So she came a little bit more broody, a little bit more self, like, isolated, a little bit more upset, and a little angry, too. And then the girl who moved in with her did the same thing, where she was like, ugh, I can't stand rooming with this red witch, like, please remove me, right? She cycled through roommates until finally the dorm president which I'm assuming is kind of like the RM, you know? The dorm president was placed in her room because they're like, well, she's great. She can go along with everybody, you know? Um, She's going to room with Martha and really bring Martha out of her shell. Well, the dorm president did try her best to bring Martha out of her shell. Um, She lasted longer than any of the other girls as her roommate, but she still was just bogged down by Martha and she started growing depressed and more anxious and generally unwell so the RM the yeah the RM so she too 
packed her stuff up and was going to move out. And then the, um, as she was packing, everything was packed up. Martha came in and saw her packed up and didn't realize that she had been leaving. And Martha grew very, very upset. According to that book that I read, Martha said to the school president or the dorm president, so you couldn't stand me either. Like all the rest of your stuck up friends. I was beginning to think you really wanted me as your friend, but you hate me just like the rest. Well, I'm glad to be rid of you. Take your things and go. But I'll tell you one thing, my dear. For the rest of your life, you'll regret leaving this room. God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So after that, everybody kind of avoided her. Once the president left, they didn't replace her with another girl. Can I interject real quick? Yeah. I feel like if so many people were coming in and out, it had to be more than just she was shy. Yeah. Well, she kind of became more and more angry and hurt, you know, Mm -hmm. with every girl that left. So it was just, you were not walking into a good environment. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. She, like, didn't really want to be there, you know, just all the girls were isolating her, almost bullying her sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. After that, Martha was left in the room by herself, and she would walk into rooms where other girls were. And I think she was trying to kind of interject herself, but they would all just kind of, oh, uh, I have to go do homework real quick. And they would all leave the room and she would be alone again. Other things would happen like that. And she just kind of, I think, had a mental breakdown and she just started walking the halls in a trance-like state, just walking up and down, up and down. She wouldn't say anything to anyone. She was freaking them out. Uh, And she was on the fourth floor, the top floor of Pratt Hall. Which is, was that where the... No, because that was at the previous location. But it was on the fourth floor, right? Yes, it was the top floor. Okay. Yeah. So Martha's just, she's walking all throughout the dorms, right? walking up and down in a trance-like manner. And then one night while she's doing this, I mean, she's already freaking everybody out, but one night while she's doing this, she just opens the other girls' rooms. So she'll, like, walk up the hall, stop in front of a door, open it, just stare in for a brief period of time. Nope. And then close the door. Nope. I'm sorry. I move I move out of the dorm. I, yeah. I move out of the, the hall. I, yeah. I leave. Yeah. 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 Okay, so everybody's, like, freaking out, isolating her more, you know? She's just downward spiral at this yeah. point. So one day, Martha didn't show up for class. She didn't show up for any of the mealtimes. She, nobody had seen her all day. Mm-hmm. And this is where what I mentioned before comes up, so you might want to fast forward an hour, uh, an hour, whew, a minute or two. The class, uh, the dorm president grew concerned for Martha. So she went up to the fourth floor and she walked down the corridor to Martha's room. And there's something in Southern architecture that's called a transom. So, I, Robin, you've probably seen this. Have you seen doors where it has like this window above the door that can open? And it's usually about this thin, like 
a foot tall and this yeah yeah so that's called a transom and it was a, to allow light in without disrupting someone's privacy and you could also open it to let the cool breeze come through because we didn't have central heat yet or central air and uh it gets hot in the south in case you didn't know i'm aware yeah so it the transom is just a window above the door and the president came up the hall and saw red lights flashing out that window and she's like uh that's weird right so she goes and she opens martha's door why would she go to martha's door because she was checking up on her anyways it was the transom above martha's door that was flashing red lights okay okay. yeah and then she opens the door she screams she faints other girls come and they see martha on the ground wearing a red dress she has her red bed sheet wrapped around her like a cloak And she had slit her own wrists and she was dead. And she was in a pool of her own blood. Don't know where the flashing lights came. Yeah. It's very ghostly. Yeah. Um, It could have been the setting sun, you know, maybe playing with something that she had in her room. Mm -hmm. But that was her death. Okay. So moving on from the content warning from before so you are safe to listen now if you've been just kind of jumping through hi again hi again um you can probably guess what happened Mm -hmm. she did end up dying um students at huntington say that on the anniversary of her death which i couldn't find the date anywhere but i do know it's in october they will see the red flashing lights coming from that window and if you're in the hallway you can see the red flashing lights through the transom they say that she can she's seen walking through pratt hall and they can hear the click 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 of her heels on the floor oh that's a connection yep and she walks in a trance not saying a single thing to anyone and so she'll appear right before um lights out and she'll Mm -hmm. disappear at dawn just like the other red lady people will just see her walking through and see her walk through walls or closed doors okay so it's not a person dressed up as the red lady so that's the story of the red lady um unfortunately there aren't many sightings that i was able to find of it but that's the theory that's the story okay and the sightings are they see her (laughs) the sightings are that there are sightings yes okay yeah So, after that, um, the Pratt Hall was actually converted from a dorm to the Department of Education and Psychology. Okay. Um, And every year in October, the sororities on campus will take part of the Red Lady Run, where they will paint (laughs) their faces, wear all black, and run around campus. Wait, why are they wearing black? I think they paint their faces red. I don't, I don't understand it. Okay. I, what they do is what they want. That is true. That is true. But, so yes, that is the red lady. And like I said, I think it's, like, the same red lady, and it was, like, forewarning her appearance, you know? Yeah. Like, because I don't think ghosts have to subscribe to the same plane of of time and existence as us, obviously. So I think she could (laughs) have... I like how you say obviously. Obviously. As if you're not talking about interdimensional whatever, I don't know. But, yeah. So... Another ghost that I teased at the beginning is Frank, the library ghost. Hey, Frank. So Frank is in many ways the opposite of the Red Lady, where we have no idea where he originated from, but we do have a lot of sightings and things like that. Okay. 
So Frank is in the Houghton Memorial Library. Uh, the library is nearly 100 years old. So while he has no backstory, the first reports of him were from the 80s. However, he wasn't named until the 90s. They just were like, mm, let's call him Frank, right? And they're like, and they said he didn't uh, disprove of the disapprove of the name, so we kept it. <laughs> Students would say that they can see a foot poking out behind the shelves, but they'll go to look at the foot and see if there's anything attached to it, and they can't find anything. It's just, just gone. A foot? Yeah, well, there'll be a foot, and they'll get up to go look, and it'll disappear. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Some people call him a poltergeist. I don't know if I agree with that, Mm -hmm. but uh, if he's a poltergeist, he's a very mild-mannered one. Staff members will leave a room and come back, and everything in the room is in disarray. It'll be unarranged. It would be moved. I don't really know how to phrase that. Rearranged. That's the one I was looking for. Rearranged. Okay. (laughs) People will close a door and then come back and the door will be wide open. And they're heavy oak doors that won't just open with a draft or anything like that. Frank is mostly seen on the top floor, which you can only get to by going up a very narrow rickety staircase of the spiral stairs. And like, they only allow one student on them at a time. Like the creepiest stairs. He's seen up there mostly. He affects things up there most of the time. Oh, and you feel like you're being watched when you're up there, but you won't find anyone there. Books will fall off the shelves randomly. People will hear, quote, moans in a decidedly male voice, end quote. Do with that what you will. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Items put away will be found out of place. A student said she once found somebody near her while she was walking home from the library found someone near her she would feel someone near her yeah so it's like you know how at usc they had the walk home cocky program yeah it's kind of like that it's kind of like that but it's walk home frank frank will walk you to your dorm the ghost yeah yeah oh yeah she was creeped out by it but i think I i wanted to think that he was just making sure she got home safely it is a nice thought. Let's hope that was it and that she wasn't picking up on an actual human stalker who she, she did felt the presence of near her. She did say that she felt watched. See? I don't know. I want to say it's Frank. Let's say it's Frank. <laughs> I'm just glad she could tell the tale. Yes. How about that? The director of the library, who had been working there for over 35 years at the point of his interview, he refuses to allow paranormal investigators And I was like, oh, because he doesn't believe in ghosts? No, because he says that the mystery adds to the magic. You know, he says, I enjoy the uncertainty. I kind of like that. Yeah, I like it a lot, too. I also think that, I mean, paranormal investigators, I feel like there's going to be something you find, even if it's just like, because you can just be like, oh, I heard a stomp. And then they'll be like, oh, it was Frank. It was Frank. <laughs> yep. So that happened. And then people are encouraged to leave comments on their Facebook page about Frank. And so they have kind of like two Facebook pages. So they have people who check in at the Memorial Library. And then they have the Huntingdon 
student library page. And so on the ones where they check in at the library, people will post things like, I just saw a door open on its own. Frank's here. Right? Love it. Love it. Yeah. And then on their official page, it'll be like, Frank wishes everybody a Merry Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. Frank. Yeah. And they're like, we're doing remodeling and we're putting down new carpet. Frank loves it. I love this so much. They really, really go all out. Also, while I was, like, pouring through their page trying to find their Frank things, I was hoping somebody would leave a comment, like, of their interaction with Frank, right? Oh, yeah, that's gold. Um, Nobody did. (laughs) But they, like, also had... Well, What if you're on that page and you have no idea who the heck Frank is, and you're like, why does everybody care so much about what Frank has to say? Well, they call him Frank the Ghost. Oh, okay. Well, that'll do it. Yeah. Like, there was one post where they actually, like, typed out in, like, script font, like, ye old script font, (laughs) like, have a great holiday, see you soon, and it's just... They're like, Frank left a message for us. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was kind of funny. But um, they also do, like, a lot of Harry Potter stuff. It looks like a really good library. Just, like, whoever runs that library is, like, a creative Pinterest mom or something. Like, Mm -hmm. she does so many Halloween decorations and all of that. And I just, I I love her. So. Okay. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so it it was a lot of fun going through that page but i doubt frank said any of those things but um no i think frank and the pinterest mom have a good shared wavelength yeah yeah um uh so there's also a chair that oh a chair a chair (laughs) that was his favorite for over 20 years he would move it around the building and raise and lower the seat if you're using it so he's like don't sit in my chair oh yeah which makes me think of my chair, the one I'm sitting in right now that you've previously sat in, mm-hmm. that will randomly lower itself. Oh. There was one time I was having a conversation with Kari, and I was sitting there in the chair, and I was just talking. And then, like, every time I would start talking, I would just go, just down a little bit. Every single time I would start talking, it would just go down a little. And Kari could see it, because he would see me, like move right (laughs) but yeah so he would uh raise or lower the seat if you're using it however it was stolen during the 2013-2014 school year so his chair is gone i hate that who took frank's chair exactly and who steals a chair from their school library i mean people do a lot of things but a a chair you shouldn't no but, it, but, I mean, people do a lot of stupid things. How do you even get that out? You roll it. But, like, nobody's going to be, like... Like, I see. I think if I saw somebody rolling a rolly chair out the front door of the library, I'd be like, hey, <laughs> I don't think you should be doing that. You roll it secretly. You going to fit that in your book bag? I mean, you're just like, hey, I think they need help. Roll, 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 roll. <laughs> Out the door. Out like, the door. I admit, just, I've seen some weird things on campus. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> but if I saw somebody rolling a chair out the library door. What would you say? Stop. I'm the police. <laughs> I would be like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would be confused. I mean, you can be confused. But you're not one of those people. But like- if I worked at the library, I'd be like, yo, stop. 
stop, oh, maybe? <laughs> maybe they just didn't stop. Well, you maybe that's how they know it was stolen. It was just a person who was like, I see what you're doing, but I don't, I can't physically stop you. I don't know. Maybe. Or it could have been just like a very, imagine trying to physically stop somebody who was trying desperately to get a rolling chair out of a library. Oh, the chaos. I don't know. I mean, we had the counters at our library at USC. Mm -hmm. The person who literally sat at the only exit door and counted people as they left. Is that really the only exit? Because I feel like that can't be fire safe. I mean, there's emergency exits, but they would all alarm. Well, you gotta do what you gotta do if you gotta get that chair <laughs> out of there, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But yeah, so they stole Frank's chair. Okay. But the third floor was my favorite at USC. If you attend USC, go to the third floor. They have a lot of good books about poets. Is that the one... But no, that was called like the mezzanine or something. No, 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 no. Third, third ca- down, down. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because USC is numbered weird, where the top floor is like called the mezzanine or whatever. It was MZ on the elevator doors. Yeah, it was the mezzanine. And then the it was the main floor, and, and then, then the basement one, and then another floor down two. No, that no, it goes five, four, three, two, one. One is the deepest floor. Are you sure? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I went to these a lot. I always was at the bottom floor. Bottom floor creep. The deeper I went, the more creeped out I got. I would eat there for lunch every day. You ate with me. Not every Freshman day. Freshman but- year, yeah. But when I started packing my lunch, I would go down to the first floor of the library and eat my lunch. And No, but like our last year when we had poetry together. I mean, sometimes I would eat with you, but most of the time I was eating in the library. We ate half the days. Okay, we ate two days out in of the week together. In one semester. Okay, fine. I was just saying we ate together a lot. Okay. Jesus. But anyway. <laughs> um, so now the bonus boys. B-O-I-S. Yes, that's how it's written in my notes. Okay. Because the word B-O-I-S, boys, has no gender. Okay. But B-O-I-S does have gender. Okay, so bonus boys. Boys. Gotcha. Yes. So there was supposedly a male student who shot himself on the college green in the 1970s after he was dumped by his girlfriend. Okay. Yep. Um, and he is seen occasionally. And students report if they walk through the green at night, um, somebody tugging on their clothes. I hate that. Oh, oh, messing no. with their hair. Blowing in their ears. Ah, yeah. Get out of here. So he's just generally messing with them which honestly i think if a frat boy would had to haunt the greens oh that's exactly would, yeah that's happen. exactly yeah, what it checks do. out it checks out completely people also see three different ghosts but i don't really have a story for them what do they see one is just a murdered student and i'm like how was it a boy was it a girl was it a non-binary um, it was just a murdered student. Didn't t- say how they were murdered or anything. Just, oh, by the way, there's a murdered student. It's like, more details, please? Yeah. Um, so I'm go- doing the same thing to you. Uh, <laughs> a young boy who drowned in the pond is seen in the mm-hmm. pond, and he'll just kind of, like, stare at you. Oh, my God. Yeah, from the pond. And then there's a female student who's seen in only a towel. Okay. Yeah. Like, she got out of the shower or something and died. 
Yeah. Where is she seen in a towel? Uh, various places. I've, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> just ah. Walking around. I mean, okay. if you think about it, like, I saw one post. It was just like, hey, you could die at any moment. So make sure every outfit you wear is something you're okay existing in as a ghost for the rest of your life. And it really makes me afraid to be naked. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what if I die here, you know? Yeah. I don't want to be naked for the rest of my eternal life. You're not naked right now. You made no. it sound like you were recording this and you're naked. I, I'm not naked. I'm very blue today. She is. She's in a blue. Robin is also not naked. I'm also not naked. Yes. Well, I mean, I didn't, I didn't make it sound like I was. <laughs> um, I don't think we would ever have an episode where we are recording naked. That's just. I don't see that for us now. I know. No, I don't. Not at all. Well, I'm but glad anyway. we talked about that. <laughs> That's my story. Thank you for sharing. Yep, you're welcome. So that concludes episode one of our college bonanza. Yes. And from here on out, we are going to both come at it with a story from a specific place. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, we're going to have stories from different universities except for next episode which is a very special episode it's a very special episode prepare for stories from our alma mater yes uh including a personal anecdote do 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 yes Yes, you guessed it we're doing usc next time we are excuse me u of sc university of south carolina yes yeah yes the main campus you know the first usc we have a beef with the University of Southern California mm-hmm. over who can say USC versus U of SC, and they won, and we're salty. Yes, because we had a tower that was painted USC before California was even a state. Yes. So we should be USC, but whatever. Okay, well, if you enjoyed today's <laughs> episode and our brief little tiff with California, uh, <laughs> Please like, subscribe, and review. Tell a friendo. That is the best way to share the news of your favorite podcasts or podcasts you just like sometimes. Yes. And if you want to see my show notes and my sources and stuff like that, you can go to hauntedhospitality.wordpress.com. And if you want to write your own spooky story and have us read it on the show, you can send it to hauntedhospitalitypodcast at gmail.com. And that includes everything from ghosts to true crime. If you don't want it read on the show, honestly, we like reading those stories, so you can send it anyways and just include a note saying, please don't read this on the show. Oh, yeah. I'd just like to know. (laughs) I'd just like to know. Um, We have a newsletter coming up. Yes. And you can uh, subscribe on our website or on a link in our socials. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, if you are on the Twitter sphere, you can find us at Haunted Host. You can find us at Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Haunted Hospitality. Mm -hmm. We hope to see you there. Yep. Stay in school and stay Stay spooky. spooky.